penultimate <laughs> episode of Central Kakama. I know. I know. I need to I need to get my act together right now. I'm so it's, tired, you guys. <laughs> I know. You guys let me tell you. The last few like listen. The the end of Central Kakama has been a bittersweet thing for a while. Sure. Like Of course. But we at least here on this podcast have agreed it's definitely time. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still sad to say goodbye that there's not going to be, like, new fragments and there's not going to be, you know, all this stuff that comes with ending yeah. DC. But also, yeah. though, I feel like it's the perfect time for Ashley and I to take a little break where we're not going to be oh doing this every week until we start our next thing, until we start our next DZ. Because mm-hmm. Ashley's professional life and my family life right now mm-hmm. <laughs> are chaos. Yeah. So, um, absolute chaos. And it's not in a bad, I mean, it's not in a bad way. We've just, yeah, we're helping my husband's grandparents a lot with their health and stuff. So it's, it's stuff we're happy to be doing, but mm-hmm. it's definitely, um, been a crazy last few weeks with that. And then poor Ashley, every week for the last like four weeks, she's like, okay, let me get off of this Zoom meeting for work and get into this Zoom meeting to talk about Sinchal Kapaba and then log back into the other Zoom meeting for work. <laughs> Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's not good. And like, I need to I need to be careful and not overdo it because I have a tendency to do that. Um, But I, I just keep telling myself, I'm like, we're almost we're almost through it. Like we are. I really I really think this is and it's it's just a bummer that it's. You know, in my ideal world, Central Kapama mm-hmm. would have been done like four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then I would have just been able to just do work. Um, because, um, yeah, it's just a lot. And like school year started in now. work yeah. Yeah, is probably going to calm down. And our whole program is fully in the middle of enrollment. Like mm-hmm. I will – I got up today and I opened my computer for work and I had 79 emails waiting for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just, just Uh start sending, just start sending like half of them to me. And. Kristen, you're not even going to know what to say to these people. (laughs) Half the time I have to be like, Hey boss, listen, what do you want me to tell this person? (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um, I would oh, help you. Anyway, I would absolutely help you. I feel like all I'm doing like- is complaining <laughs> and and doom and gloom about my life. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm. It's not. I- it's just busy. It's just busy. That's all I feel it's like I've been doing busy, to you. So- I text Ashley like every day, and I'm like, "Let me tell you about how exhausting um, this ordeal was, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Only mine's just entirely different from yours. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm like, okay, get it together. It's, like, life is not bad. <laughs> it's like, it it really isn't. And, like, I, def- I absolutely signed up for this. <laughs> like, I applied for this job. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be a lot more. Um, you yeah. know, when you're just in the middle of it and you're on your computer for nine mm-hmm. hours and you take a one fifteen minute break, it's just a little more than you think you bargained for. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just it's just a lot it can be it can just be a lot so Mm -hmm. but i it's not like i'm working all day like 
I'm still getting my downtime. I'm still mm-hmm. obviously having enough time to watch Central Kapama and yeah. I'm, yeah. I need to not come and I, and I'm getting I'm getting uh what's the word? Um perspective. You're getting no I'm relief, getting, reprieve. It's another word for paid. <laughs> I'm getting cuz oh, I'm like, getting like supplemented but like um per diem no like um somebody's yelling the word at us right now oh my gosh somebody out there is screaming the word yeah um and now i have to know what it is we can't move on until we figure out this word it's like a word this is how much brain fry i have right now commission Um, no Reimbursed, recompensated, atoned. <laughs> I'm getting compensated. There it I'm is. I'm getting compensated <laughs> for like well for for what how You're much doing. time I'm putting yes. in. Yes. yes, yes, yeah, yes. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. I need that's to right. shut up. I keep Sometimes talking about so- the same thing. I keep talking <laughs> every week. I'm busy and I'm tired. But, but listen, I'm sorry, you guys. Okay, <laughs> just take a couple minutes to purge so that then we can spend a little bit of time giggling about this ridiculously over-the-top and hilarious episode that had me all emo in the final scene um minus minus the latter though that was like so crazy that was so oh my gosh so silly ridiculous. well and like the fragments she's clearly fine like nothing's gonna yeah. happen um anyways i'm but- like what's worse the boat or the ladder i don't know if you can see this it's too bright dang it i can't see that well I got you. I got you Turkish letter stickers for your keyboard. Oh, thank you! <laughs> I ordered two of them because they had to ship from the Czech Republic of all places. So I was like, "Well, if I'm gonna pay five dollars oh. to ship a tiny little strip of paper with stickers on it, I might as well order Yeesh. two of. I might as well order two of them. So I did. So wow, mine are on my keyboard you. now. And um, nice. It's Turkish. That'll slash, help. It's Turkish slash Albanian, so you don't need all the letters. Um, mm. But anyways, I put them on mine and I feel all special now that I have Turkish letters on my keyboard. Nice. Anyways. Nice. Um, yeah. So people are going to try to tweet 8 million tweets tomorrow during the finale and try to beat Game of Thrones. And while I don't actually think it's going to, ha- like, happen, I am 8 like. 8 million? Yes. The most tweeted about series ever on Twitter is Game of Thrones most- during the finale. Oh. <sighs> So, if we beat eight, I mean, people have been like drafting tweets and saving them in their like in folders for like weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and like they've even like asked like Karem and a few other like people with like crazy followings to like help because one one tweet from them is gonna produce a ton of retweets. You know what I mean? Um, so I've like been really enjoying seeing everyone be like, okay, I'm prepped. I'm this. I'm that. I am just excited to see how many we get. I don't think we're going to hit 8 million. And I will absolutely 100% gladly eat my words next week when we talk about the finale, if I'm wrong. Mm. Um, But I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to hit it. So I'm trying to calibrate my expectations for that. Um, But I will participate and help however much I can. Um, so I thought, I was like, I just wanted to give them a little shout out and good luck to the fandom who has been preparing for this for weeks. Um, and then I think that's, 
I think that's it. I don't really have any other housekeeping. Um, other than we can just talk about the episode while I'm feeling very meta though. Cause I don't know if you can see the shirt I'm wearing, but, um, you're muted by the way. Um, Gosh. so, <laughs> so <sorry. laughs> Ashley was like talking to me and I'm like, I can't hear you. So, I'm such a mess. So, oh my gosh. um, anyways, so I'm wearing my talk DZ to me shirt, which is from our podcast merch store while we are recording our podcast where we are talking DZ. So I feel pretty meta Kristen, right you've now. you've done this like five but... times before. <laughs> like, this isn't a new occurrence. <laughs> have I mentioned this before? I can't even remember. You probably oh have. Gosh. You've worn your sweatshirt at least five times. I have while worn my recorded. sweatshirt a lot. I do love that sweatshirt. Um <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. But today I was like, oh, maybe I should change my shirt. And then I was like, that's stupid. I've been wearing this shirt all day. I'm not going to change it just to record the podcast. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? They Anyways, can't see you anyway. They can't see me. Only you can. <laughs> now they know, though. Anyways. Anyways. Um, this was an easy episode to watch because it was it short. Was. It was under two hours. It, which, honestly, I have not been hating at all the last few weeks. They've all been, like, right at two hours. I know. Or like my, less. My free time thanks you, uh-huh. <laughs> production team. Um, thank you, production. Thanks, MF <laughs> Yipum. Um, so, yeah, that made it easy. And it was just honestly, it was it was a fun episode to watch. It was just goofy and ridiculous and over the top and like everything yeah. we would expect from Psychotic Sercon as a dad to be like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's a it, wonder she has not just slapped him on his face. Listen, I <laughs> at this yes, point, I really enjoyed. I, Go ahead. No, no, I was done. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you know me. I, I, but no, I I'm just so sorry. I was not being sarcastic at all. I probably sounded super sarcastic. Be, well, but I I'm just so not, disjointed. I try, I'm like trying not to talk over you, but then I feel like when I'm making, when I'm actually making an effort to not do that, I feel like I do it more. Like, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. You're, you're fine, honestly. So. I'm half here anyway. Okay. So, um, because we pick up, I, what I appreciated was, okay, we pick up another three months later. So she's five months along, which, you know, MF you pum, you could have splurged for a different belly. Because that was not a five-month belly, but okay. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Second pregnancy mothers, is that a five-month belly? I didn't think it was a five-month belly. But I have heard women say they show sooner on their second pregnancy. Sure. Who knows? Um, Either way, they're at the sonogram. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Jank is just telling them everything's coming along. He's starting Mm -hmm. to explain how many centimeters the baby is and approximately how many kilograms the baby's weighing at that. And Serkan already supplements the answer because he has been reading night and day pregnancy books, which to yeah. the shock of absolutely nobody. Um, right. So Jake's like, yeah, good job. Uh-huh. That's correct, Serkan. You can tell this is, dude is like at his wit's end with Serkan. Mm-hmm. Um, and right then and there, they're like, they agree not to find out the sex of the baby. Well, right. agree, I'll say in quotes. <laughs> um yeah, because Ada wants to wait, but mm-hmm. Serkan is ever the impatient man. And right. 
And he needs he all the info right now. Yeah. yeah, he needs all the he facts needs to be able to prepare. Yes, so he can prepare. <laughs> in all the ways. And, and was, yeah, he wants to know. Yes, but of course he's like, okay, I guess we don't want to know. Um, right. And so then we spend the first part of the episode basically with his antics trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what the heck of the sex of the baby is. I did very much appreciate the callback to the acknowledgement of, uh, listen, Ingen, your OBGYN is not reliable because they told you that you were (laughs) having a girl and you had a boy. (laughs) I loved that. That was good. That was really good. It was so good. So... Now they just have to explain Pearl's elephant pregnancy and how long she had apparently how long of a gestation she had. Considering John is younger John. than her, younger yeah. than Kiros. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we spent time. He's doing all these ridiculous wives' tales. You know, if mm-hmm. she eats this and it's sour and she wants to keep eating it, it's a girl. And if she only wants to eat sweet things, it's a boy. And like if your right. feet are cold, just all these like silly things. Um which he basically gets caught because he starts to mumble it to himself to remind himself, like, wait, it's if it's sweet. Da, da, da. And so Ed does like, wait a minute. Where did you hear that saying? How do you know that? Right. Like, and they kind of catch him trying to figure it out that way. Well, and Pearl ends up calling because she gets mad because Serkan. ditched work all day. <laughs> yeah, because Serkan's like, You're, it's your job. You need to help me right now. You need to help me figure out what the sex of my baby is. Mm-hmm. And so – he, Engen, you know, yeah, goes to all the Mahale biddies and they all help him with their wives' tales. Mahale and- biddies. I, <laughs> I like that better and- than Teze's. Mahale Teze's. <laughs> and, um, and, and he's gone all freaking day and Pearl's the only one working <laughs> and she gets all mad. And then, of course, because Engen spills the beans, Pearl mm. ends up calling Edda and telling her, so, she's a I good friend. Like, yeah. I would absolutely is. do the same thing if Eric was yeah. doing that. I'd be like, yeah. Ashley, your husband is pulling shenanigans. <laughs> well, and Pearl tells tells Ingen because, I mean, she's already irritated, but she tells yes. him. She's like, she's like, seriously, they agreed. Like, he's going behind her back. He mm-hmm. should he should be a man of his word and all this stuff. So I was like, Yeah. I yeah, love Pearl. Yes. And I, of course, Engen's on his side and is like, well, he has the right to know as the father and, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. Um, I did like to, before we find out for sure what they're having, both Edda and Serkan in on separate occasions, two different scenes. I love that they were like the subject of pink came up because I think like iFair was saying like, well, we need to know what to buy because we always knew with Kiraz and like. Right. Now we don't know. And she's like, who cares? Buy whatever you want. I'm not going to be one of those moms that says my son can't wear pink if that's what he wants to wear and then of course mm-hmm. sarah Khan mentioned something about liking a pink room in a in a catalog that they're looking through um and at this point he said a few things that make edda believe he does know the sex of the baby but he actually doesn't right right but when he's like oh i like that pink room she's like see i and then pearl's like were you having a girl? And she's like, I don't know. Serkan knows, though. And he's like, that's not even why I said I liked it. I like pink. I'm a guy. Like, this has nothing to do with it. Like, so I, I liked I, – I appreciated that. So um, – Right. I was like, oh, I want to give that a little shout out. So, you know, of course, Serkan also is being super controlling. He doesn't want Edda to go to work. 
Oh my gosh. I thought she was going to chop his head off this and episode. You, me too. <laughs> and honestly, here's what I appreciated about that. That is, I mean, take pregnancy out because, you know, it could really be any issue. But in this instance, it is pregnancy. But like, is that not marriage where it's like one of you is just like on something? In Sir Count's case, it's pregnancy. It is pregnancy. And she's like, what the heck? Like, just stop. Mm -hmm. Like, it's clear that they love each other. They're not arguing in a way that actually puts their marriage in danger or anything like that. Right. But it it just felt like a very typical marital thing. Um, it it really did, and it's it's funny because I was just watching um, these. There there's this girl on YouTube, and she'll do these kind of like social experiments, mm-hmm. and she'll have people do different things. And this one video that I watched ended up it was um, couples telling each other secrets Mm. and there was (laughs) there's this one couple that i guess everybody in the comments was ragging on them and because they were both like kind of sarcastic to each other um and they it was like (laughs) but it was i thought they were really funny Mm -hmm. and they had been together for 14 years like they clearly knew each other a lot like very well and you can tell they have a really good rapport and they're kind of just being brats to each other. They're being sarcastic. They're messing with each other. But you, they're laughing. Like, you mm-hmm. can tell that they're having fun. And I was just thinking about about that di- – about relationship dynamics and how every relationship is going to be different. But in every relationship, you're going to have conflict. Yes. No matter what. And so seeing these little things play out between Serkan and Ida – they feel very authentic and they yes. have always felt very authentic from the beginning because, yes, they love each other. They've fallen in love with each other and they've always had that thing that draws them together. They've mm-hmm. always been attracted to each other and they end up falling in love. But there are also they're also kind of opposing points at many ends. Mm-hmm. And because they're two different people, they're going to butt heads about things. So – I like that you see those little moments where she's like, oh, he's driving me crazy. (laughs) Because, sorry, if you get married, you're going to have moments where you're like, can you just, like, give me a second? You're Mm -hmm. making me crazy right now. Yeah. Well, (laughs) And it doesn't mean you love them any less. Nope. And you have to learn how to cope with conflict and Mm -hmm. communication and all of those things. But I, I appreciated that. I agree. That's yeah. That summarizes it perfectly. So that's what I I really super appreciated um, about the you know quote conflict in this particular episode. Um, so because Sarkon's thing is he's being controlling, yes, but not because he's not in a abusive gaslighty type of way. It's He's – it's his anxiety, which we do, you know, actually address later in the episode. You know, because he wants to make – especially because he wasn't around the first time. He wants to be a part of everything, right. which he already made that clear last episode or episode before when he's like, I'm going to be there for everything for you to, you know, um, go to the bathroom, shower, all this stuff. So, you know, um, he's just wanting to make sure that he's doing everything he can – to make this like the healthiest pregnancy, the smoothest pregnancy, the safest pregnancy. 
Because even as he at one point says, like, if he could figure out how to be the one to carry the baby and give birth himself, he clearly wants to be a seahorse, <laughs> he would. So, but that is so Sarkon too, because then that means yeah. he would have even more control over the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it comes to a point I love when he's like, I think this is the beginning of the episode. It's first kind of dropped when he says something like, she's like, well, I want to, you know, I've flown back and forth to Italy a few times the last few months because I'm trying to, you know, get as much done as I can before the baby comes. Right. And I'm, I've got to continue to work at this pace kind of a thing. And he is like, what do you mean you're going to keep working? And she's like, Sarkon, I'm pregnant, not ill. And I was like, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then she even points out later on when he tries to it, be assertive with this again, like, Sarkon, right. I am completely healthy. I'm just pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. um, because he's trying to get her to stay home and work. And right. the irony of that, though, is that he's driving her so, like, crazy at the Office. company the company formerly known as Art Life, whose name we still don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a – I'm sure that's very – I'm sure there's a specific reason for that. Like, right, it's obviously right. going to be revealed next episode. But anyways, so when he's driving her nuts, I'm like, doesn't that seem more stressful than just letting her work like doesn't that seem like more stress on her and the baby than just letting her work quietly at the office sitting at the conference right table? rather than just letting her be at her computer he's like oh damn go get oh, a bulldozer and start digging some holes. speaking of her okay let's take a little detour there okay i know this is not like jj and fifi level mystery solved but right but it it's is at least an answer an answer which mm-hmm. does make me think we would have found out what Fifi did and we would yeah. have found out where JJ was from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, had she been able to stick around for the rest of EK, had Fifi mm-hmm. not been, you know, a long gone character by the time she came back um, right. to write season two. Because we find out, because of course Airdem shows up being just mm-hmm. Airdem, there's no other way to describe him. And they're like over it and. Pearl's like, enough is enough. Why the heck can't we fire this guy? What is going on? Well, so it's revealed by Ingen. We all knew it was something. The dad did a huge favor. Ingen's dad did yep. a huge favor. Um, Well, the huge favor was he owns that building that the architecture mm-hmm. company is in, which maybe last season wouldn't have been a big deal because they were, you know, do they're just this big, huge company doing right. so well that they could probably buy the building from the guy if they'd wanted to. But now but that's now, not the case. They're a small little startup again. So yep. they actually need the free rent that this dude has been giving them for the last, you know, however many years. And yeah. the exchange was, listen, keep my son out of my hair. Maybe you'll possibly teach him how to be like a competent worker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was basically like, listen, you have this free building, no rent to run your business. Right. You just, you have to deal with my son. You just have to keep my son away from me. <laughs> yeah. And it, even Sarkon when he's like, oh, I think I would get along very well with your father. <laughs> like, and Hande looks like she – and I mean Hande, not Edda. Like she looks mm-hmm. like she's breaking character a few times with the giggling yeah. and the laughing at how ridiculous this whole scene is. Yeah. Um, so I – yeah, I kind of cheered when we got that because I was like, oh, my gosh. It is like a mystery that's been around pretty much since the – like beginning oh yeah i think sure people said it was first mentioned in episode seven but even i thought it was mentioned earlier than that but even if it wasn't like still since early on in the series Um, yeah so 
there was a lot of episode seven callbacks this week, which I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, mystery solved. We now know what Erdem's dad did. Erdem's dad is just as annoyed by Erdem as everybody else is. Right. Um, right. But, of course, Erdem only hears that, like, oh, I'm basically the future owner of this building. This is my inheritance. So, technically, I'm your landlord. He's like, technically, all of this is mine. Yeah. So you- <laughs> of course, he starts into feeling all power hungry and yada yada mm-hmm. yada so yes um yeah um should we talk about th- perhaps the most beautiful aspect of this whole episode <gasps> and that is Mayla? the fact no okay go ahead <laughs> Wait, what about Melo? I wasn't sure if you were like being sarcastic, beautiful, oh. or like, or like, oh, this actually is the most beautiful aspect of the episode. No, it's the most beautiful aspect because Idon is getting tortured by her <gasps> mother-in-law, oh, sorry. and it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, "Sorry, Edda, for everything I ever did to you. Mm-hmm. You never deserved any of it." And she is. Getting her comeuppance, and it was just wonderful to see because yes. Yadigara Hanum is, is our new best friend. Yeah, she doesn't let Idon get away with anything, and Nothing. she wants her traditional stuff. And she's like, "You're gonna listen, and you're gonna do what I want." And Idon just says, "Yes, I need, I need him. him. I need uh-huh. him." And it, she's got her working in the kitchen. She's got her <laughs> trying to cook. She's got her making coffee. For the, the kids when they come, yep. <laughs> I was like, "This is so good. I love to see her tortured." <laughs> Me too. It. I yes. I yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Okay. Well, in that same aspect, actually, so we were kind of along the same wavelength, maybe just parallel ones, because I with Melo, I kind of love where they went with her. Like okay, like with her whole like. By the, you know, because, okay, so she's, in the beginning of the episode, she and Barack are eating ice cream, and he's kind of mentioning about, like, wanting to meet her family, and she kind of explains, mm-hmm. like, I fares more my family than my actual family is. Like, right, right. But, you know, and he's like, well, that's fine. I still want to meet them, you know, basically saying, like, you're not going to be living with I fare forever, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, this relationship is going to progress into something, like a marriage right. is what I assume. Um and she kind of gets a little bit, like, deer in the headlights about that. Yep, which yep. is the last thing you expect from Melo, the person from episode one who was saying her dream was to fall in love and get married and have three babies and all this stuff. And still be smoking hot. And still be smoking hot. Can't forget that part. <laughs> You're right. So she kind of freaks out. She kind of starts making weird things like, well, my par- my family doesn't come to Istanbul. I don't even talk to them that much. And then, of course, her mom calls, like, right then. Um, <clears throat> and so – we progress through the episode with her and Ifair is kind of like, okay, you're having doubts if he's like really, really, truly the right one for you. I have a way to test that. We go through this ridiculous like test thing where they make um, Bamya, which is an okra stew. And thank you, Miriam, for clarifying that for me because she and Miriam's like, I hate it too. So like I can't <laughs> even blame Barack for that. So <laughs> – and I'm like, but well, it's listen. like Melo's favorite. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, listen, I've only ever eaten o- eaten okra fried, so I can't say what it tastes like in a soup. But yeah, me either. Um, anyhow, so he hates it though, 
And mm-hmm. so the whole thing is to see, like, if he'll willingly eat it because it's her favorite and she made it and all this Supposedly. stuff. Supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. And, you know, he takes a bite for her eventually after a bunch of, like, emotional prodding. And, of course, he immediately spits it in his napkin when they're not looking. Mm-hmm. And he passes that test. At, they come back to that scene at some point later in the episode. And the next test is to see if he'll willingly skip out on his sports with um, his buddies. Like, whenever mm-hmm. he goes and plays, like, baseball or soccer or whatever it is. No, he does. He They said uh, futsal. And I looked oh. it up because I'm like, okay, they're not saying football. Mm-hmm. They're saying futsal. And it's indoor soccer. Oh, okay. Indoor soccer. Yep. So there you oh, go. So football is outdoor soccer and futsal and is, futsal indoor, is soccer. indoor soccer. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he does that with his guys, which, hey, I have a healthy respect for that. Like, mm-hmm. it's good to have those like hobbies. And like, I was thinking to myself, honestly, I was a little bit with Barack on this one. Like, if Jason was yeah, like, Yeah, she couldn't hey, wait. Yeah, like, if Jason was like, hey, don't record your podcast this week, even though, like, we've already spent all this time. I'd be like, but that's, like, mine and Ashley's thing that we do, Mm -hmm. like, for two hours every week. Um, Not that there are – don't get me wrong. There are times to skip out and just, you know, hang with your person. of course. Um, Absolutely. So not to be so rigid in that. But if, you know, for basically no reason other than she wants to take a walk along the shoreline with him – yeah. You know, but of course, he's like, of course, I won't say no to you. I'm not going to deny you, you know, and he yeah. eventually agrees to cancel. And this leads I fair to be like later on in another scene, like he's perfect. He passed all the tests, but she still looks mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, she starts explaining like, well, you know, we've been so worried about like if Barack is the right one like Mm -hmm. what if i'm not the right one like me and my me and my like lousy capitalist heart here are like what that like maybe this isn't actually what i want like right she says it's weird to think about it but essentially like because as long as anybody's known me for as long as i've since i've been a little girl this this is what i've wanted i've wanted to get married i've wanted to have a family i've wanted but i love the idea of like hey dreams change like yeah and i i not in the same sense because obviously i am married so like and i'm happily married i didn't go into this grudgingly (laughs) so you know um but like growing up like it was always like yeah i'm gonna get married and i'm gonna have kids and i'm gonna have kids and like I, like, don't have any children and I don't have any immediate plans to have any children. Like, Mm -hmm. but if you had asked me even, like, 10, 15 years ago, I would have told you at this age I'd probably have, like, an 8-year-old or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I was just, like, you know, things change as they come closer and become more of a reality. Mm -hmm. Or even the opposite. People who thought they never, ever, ever wanted kids are, like, oh, I – you know, like, no, now that it's, like, something that's a possibility, I do want that. So mm-hmm. I I love the idea of playing with, like, hey, dreams can change and I can still be me. Because she's just kind of like, I want to – I like my independence and I like my freedom. Yeah. And um, so if that's, like, really where we're headed, like, I absolutely support that. Like, I would kind of yeah. love to see her – I mean, I don't know if we'll see it since we only have one episode left. But, like, even if she mentioned something like, you know, they break up maybe amicably – um, mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to, like, check places out and do things. Like, even if we don't actually get to see that from Melo, like, even just hearing that that's her plans for the future. Right. I'd love that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt about all of that progression. 
No, I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it, it is a totally different take, and I I liked that it kind of establishes her as maybe more independent than we previously saw Melo, mm-hmm. because she often is kind of irrevocably linked to Edda or Ifair mm-hmm. or somebody else, and this felt a little more like okay, this is just Melo. She. This is what she's choosing and what she's comfortable with and wanting. So I, I'm kind of like, it. Whatever they choose to do with her story, I think I would be happy with at this mm-hmm. point. Um, Barack is fine. Yeah, and he obviously adores her, which is mm-hmm. good. But I wouldn't hate if she didn't end up with him. Yeah, I wouldn't be that crushed. Yeah, so I like the I'm idea. Kind of open. Yeah, I like the idea of not needing a partner for a happily ever mm-hmm. after. Yeah, I like the idea of saying, "Hey, just because you have said or or thought that this is how you were, this was your dream for fifteen years, or this was your goal for twenty years, like that, if that passion for it's not there anymore, you don't have to still go after that just because you said all this time that you were going to go after that, right? Like, so I just like the idea of like you have permission to change your dreams." No matter how long well, or short you've had them. And you have permission to change your mind about a relationship too. Mm-hmm. And I like that concept as well mm-hmm. because sometimes you are crushing on somebody and you really like them and then you get into a relationship and then the dynamic of the relationship is maybe a little different than you anticipated. Mm-hmm. And you are perhaps looking to the future and thinking – Ooh, is this a good idea for super, super long term? Like, you know, the rest of my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it that's not always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing to yeah. realize. So, um, yeah, just some some interesting things explored with with this. Yeah, I was not. It was I, it was completely unexpected. Yeah, um, but I, I, I really liked it. So, uh, I definitely was like, I need to, I need to touch on that. Um, mm-hmm. so the other thing we have here with our little side people is, uh, Kerem got into university, which we're so proud of him, of course. Yeah. Um, he got in with a mostly fulfilled scholarship, but he is mm-hmm. responsible for 25% of it. So it kind of sends him into a bit of a tailspin because he is like legit broke. It's right. He was anticipating a full scholarship. He doesn't really want to ask anyone for money or to cover him. So he's kind of a little down in the dumps figuring out what he's going to do. Well, and he and Pina were going to basically end up at the same university, right? That sounded Mm -hmm. like that was the whole plan was because she's back in London, but they're going to get into the same university and that's how they were going to continue their relationship and be all cute together. But if he doesn't get the money, he can't do that and he's going to have to put things off potentially for a year right so you know as you recall he's staying at the bullock place because sercom was like i'm not using that place you can stay there um so he's been living there uh which kind of leads into the dilemma with for him because again our best friend yadigar yadigar is that his name yeah Yadigar, yeah. So mm-hmm. she, at this Kazisteme, k- which was <laughs> so good, because Serkan is like so begrudgingly doing it. And he's so like, 
everyone, of course, Edda's like, of course, Sarkon's happier than he looks to be doing this because she <laughs> thinks it's cute and adorable and sweet and like, let's do it. Right. And um, you touched on this, like, you know, Baba Ane is like, no, we're doing all the traditions. You're going to make the salty coffee and all this yeah. stuff. And we're going to do the cutting of the ribbon after the rings and all this. And so, but she wants, there, there's nobody to ask for Idon. Right. Sarkon. So Sarkon's like, <laughs> yeah. yes, this is a lovely, what could be weirder? My grandmother asking for my mother's <laughs> hand, like from me, like to marry my father that I didn't know I had. Like it, you right. know, it's so I appreciated the bit of like uh, self-deprecation there with it. Um, so at this uh, ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, Ane Jim presents Idon with this gaudy, <laughs> ugly, like, monstrosity of a ring. But it's like a family heirloom. It's this important thing, yada, yada. So, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. And everyone's kind of playing along. And it is like, oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. And Idon's like, let's <laughs> get a matching one for you. Like, all this stuff. So, you know, Idon hates it. She takes it off to get a break from it for a little bit, sets it on the coffee table outside, and basically it goes missing. And Kerem might winds up being suspect number one, and that leads to a whole thing later on in the episode. Um, of course, he did not steal it, but because they're like, well, he needs money for university, and then all of a sudden he got money for university. Right, because he- Brock offers him money because he went through his accounts after hearing about it, and he felt bad for poor Kerem. So he sets him aside, and they talk, and he tells him, look, I'm going to give you the money. I I figured it out that I can do it. Like, I can I can give you the money. But Kerem's like, okay, well, I'll do it, but... Let's make it a loan, and I'm going to pay you back. Um, and then Barack is like, okay, that's great, but let's keep it between us mm-hmm. so that other people, it doesn't get messy. If we yeah. start telling other people, it could end up getting a little messy. And he's right, honestly. Right. Like, I totally yeah. was with him on that. But sure, because Kerem's being all mysterious about where he got this money, mm-hmm. and then you pair that with the missing ring – Basically, only Ifair and Kimal were like, uh, this doesn't seem like something he would do. Like, we're accusing this kid with no real proof. Like, this doesn't seem like him. All this stuff. But Iodon's convinced, which then convinces, you know, Kimal's mom because she doesn't know him from Adam. Right. And Safi kind of is suspicious, too, just because he's like, yeah, it is weird that, like, he all of a sudden has this money that he doesn't want to share, like, where he got it, all right. this stuff. So it leads to this whole confrontation um, where he feels like crap because, of course, he would. And he's like, great, gra- glad to know I'm for sure still an outsider. Like, I thought maybe right. I was starting to fit in and be accepted. And then, like, I'm the first one to be accused of this horrible thing that I would never do, mm-hmm. you know, and – um Ifair does wind up smoothing it over with him and uh, being very apologetic that she basically even allowed that to be, you know, a th- right. even, like, accused of. Like, that she didn't stand up for him more. Right. Despite things looking bad for him, mm-hmm. you know, with the evidence stacked against him. Um, right. Because what, what it winds up being is... Let's rewind back <laughs> because Kiraz, who has been oh my very anxious for a sibling, um, is noticing the realities of what asking for a sibling means. Like it means an actual another little human is coming. Um, yep. 
And, you know, there's this whole thing throughout the whole episode. The baby kicks, but then the second Sarah Khan goes to feel it, the baby stops kicking. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole thing where he's like, my kid already hates me. Like, you know, all this <laughs> stuff. He's like getting a complex over it. Um, and, of course, Ed is like, it's he's being stubborn because, like, you're being controlling. Like, you know. Right. Um, and so – because Serkan gets so controlling to the point that Dr. Jank actually winds up firing Edda because he's oh like, my gosh. listen, like, listen, I have, I have dealt with a lot of his ridiculousness over the months. But yeah, this. And he's dealt with, he's been very, he's had the patience of Job, I'm sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> For but real. he took it too far, and that's and that's what he tells her. He's yep. like, he's like, he took it too far. He offered to bribe me if oh, so I fun. would <laughs> would tell you that you weren't al- allowed to go to work anymore. And he's uh-huh. and you know he's he's a good doctor, so he's like, I'm not gonna tell her that. I'm not gonna force her to stay at home. And I mean, if it were up to Serkan, he'd probably bribe the doctor doctor to prescribed bed rest for her uh-huh. so that she could never do anything and she could just <laughs> lay in bed all day until the day she, the moment she gives birth oh my gosh yes but it was too far and i mean god bless jake bay because he actually you know has the integrity to mm-hmm. say no i'm not gonna do that and also this is the last straw sir <laughs> You've overstepped for the last time. Mm-hmm. And he calls Edda and is like, sorry, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> yeah. And poor Edda is super emotional about it. Because listen, this is this was her doctor all through Kiraz. Like this dude has been with her through more pregnancies than Serkan has. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, so she's, and she's, you know, over halfway through her pregnancy. She's pretty established with this guy. So, of course, she's devastated and mad at Serkan, rightfully so. And she kind of lets him have it. And he's like, listen, like, you know, she's like, I am like the only woman in the history of this earth who has been fired by her doctor, which I'm sure is not true. There's probably some really like, but <laughs> I know. <right>? So <laughs> I was like, listen, women can be pretty awful, too. I'm sure she's not the only one who's been <laughs> Maybe the only one who's been fired because of her husband trying to bribe him to write her off work orders. But um, anyhow, she's upset. And he's like, listen, I love you. I want the best for you. Do you think I don't have a plan B? And he goes into this whole ordeal about how he went through all the doctors in Istanbul, then all the doctors in Turkey in general. And only Mm -hmm. 10 of them actually met his standards. And there's one especially who he really, like, loves – and it's Dr. Uh, Hayate Onem, mm-hmm. which she, when Hyundai's like repeats his name and she's like, I'm sorry, Edda, repeats his name. And she's like, that's really his name? What God is it? Ble- Life what? Uh, God bless Life our. Life something, right? God bless our sub angel. His name actually literally means vital importance. <laughs> so that was the whole thing with her. Like, of course, that's his name. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like. So I appreciated that I watched like the last half hour with those subs today. Yeah. uh, Because it did. It explained that. So. um, Okay. So I really liked that. So that was the whole joke with that. And so she's like, fine, let's go meet him. Like all that stuff. (laughs) And this dude, as Edda says later on, makes makes robot Sercon look like a kitten. (laughs) Because he's like. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this whole scene was really good because it, yes, because the the fact that Edda is like giving both of them back what they're giving her mm-hmm. and because she's just sitting there taking this madness from this man and um he's like telling her that all the lab results are are good um and they're like okay awesome he's like but we're gonna order some more labs and do some more <laughs> tests and then depending on what those tests say we're gonna maybe <laughs> order some more and she's like i'm sorry what <laughs> Like, I've done all the tests that I'm supposed to do. Like, we yeah. don't need to do any more. And then he's like, and you need to fill out all this paper about, like, family history and all this stuff. And then all the people in your immediate circle, too, even if they're not yes. related to you, just because they could pass on viruses and diseases to your child. Like, right. And Sarah Khan's like, bless you, Dr. Bay. We're <laughs> going to have all this stuff done in three days. Like, don't you worry. Oh, my And gosh. then he's telling Edda that she can't have any more sugar. Oh and she's like, I'm sorry. No, haven't you heard the phrase? And she does. I, it, it rhymes in Turkish. But yeah. basically, if you eat sweets, you'll get a boy. Yeah. And she's like, I'm having a boy. A boy. That means that from the moment I wake up to the moment I fall asleep, I'm craving sugar. And he's like, well, but there's the risk of diabetes uh, when you're maternal diabetes. Gestational, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, okay, but I... I have never been at risk of that. And he's like, well, just the possibility. Let's We're not going to. that way. <laughs> and then isn't this when Sarah Khan's like, Dr. Bay, I was looking into the kind of ultrasound machine I oh should buy gosh. for the house. An ultrasound machine for the house is the most Sarah Khan Bolat thing I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. this dude is like, Sarah Khan Bay, you <laughs> are the ideal patient. And Ed does like, Hello, Merhaba. I'm your patient, not my husband, although he does need a doctor, but not in your specialty. She's clearly <laughs> saying he needs a, like, psychologist. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that scene was – it was good. Yeah. It was, it was good. Yeah. Um, They're both just so full of themselves and thinking that they know everything. And it is like, yeah, your goal is to unite and make me crazy. Make That's me crazy. what I think your goal is. Congratulations. So. <laughs> mission accomplished um so anyhow i diverted from kiraz so all this stuff kiraz oh, right. is clearly having some jealousy over like oh look at everyone so excited about this new baby right. look at everyone like they're all obsessed with feeling him kick because everyone runs to it tummy and when sarkhan's like sad he didn't feel it um she kicks him yeah <laughs> And he's like, what the heck? Why'd you just kick me? And she's like, well, I can kick too. And they're like, oh, shoot. Like, they kind of have their first inkling, like, okay. And then there's this whole series of things with Kiraz where she's, like, Mm -hmm. making them read, like, five, six, seven bedtime stories in a row. Because she's, you know, um, she's asking all these questions about, like, where the baby's going to sleep. like Right. If they're still going to read her bedtime stories. If they're always going to be with the baby. Um, all this different stuff. And so, oh, and she wants to, to name the baby because she ends up talking yeah. to John. Oh they're my at, gosh, they're that at, conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're at um, the kindergarten the architecture firm previously known as Art Life. <laughs> and they, they're talking, and John's like, Oh, well, I have a friend, and he says having a sibling is the worst. And <laughs> He says that after this, the sibling was born, 
He always had to share everything with him. He never had anything for himself. Anytime anything happened, he would get in trouble and not the sibling, even if he wasn't guilty. He's like telling her all these horrible things. And she's like, this doesn't sound good at all. But sweet baby angel that he is is like, but don't worry. I'll never leave you. Uh-huh. We can get married. And she's like, married? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like our parents. Then we can live at the same house together and like always be together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, she's kind of down with that. So before they announce this marriage, though, she, you're right. She visits she visits her parents in the conference room. And she's like, I came up with a name for the baby. And she wants to name him Radish. Yeah, Terp. The, the yeah. name is Terp. <laughs> I, I, I looked it up. Sure. Because I couldn't fully understand uh-huh. her. And then, so I got on my, got on my app and it, oh my the gosh. name is Terp. Terp. So she's like, because I am a fruit and he can be a vegetable and also chubby. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's so good. And so, of course, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Like, yeah. So when that name doesn't work, that's when John offers to marry her. And yeah. then, you know, hit the benefits of being married. So she marches into the conference room and he has his parents in the kindergarten and they both announce to their parents that they're getting married. Yeah. And, of course, Sarah Khan is like, I know who and who the inventor of this. <laughs> I know who is behind this. <laughs> and Angan, of course, is like, I know who's behind this. <laughs> and these two are very adamant about the fact that they are not only going to get married, but they're going mm-hmm. home that evening to, quote, their house. Their house. Not yep. not Angan and Pearl's house, not Edna and Sarah Khan's house, mm-hmm. to their house. Which they use the Bola residence for. That's where they had their parents yeah. take them. And yeah. so they have this whole ordeal about they're going to get married. Of course, I don't think it's adorable. So she's like, of course, I'll keep them here tonight. We'll have fun. It'll be fine. Yes. And uh, they're explaining to uh, Kerem, Be, or Kerem Abi, like, yeah. hey, you're going to need to move out because this is our house now. Like, <laughs> and, of course, he just he and Safi are just tickled over this whole thing because they're like – He's like, okay, yeah, let me play along here. Like, it's about time you two got married. Like, so where are you going to get married? And Kiraz is Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know. Like, we didn't talk about that. And they come to the conclusion they're going to get married at the toy store that they love. And Safie's like, well, that works out because then we can all just buy you your wedding gifts like right there. Yeah. Yeah, Well, then John tells them that they have enough toys so they can just give them gold gold. as wedding (laughs) presents. (laughs) Was it? I know everyone's like, Kiraz, Kiraz, Kiraz. And rightfully so. But this little boy that plays John, I know. He hits his lines so Mm -hmm. well. I stinking adore him. I know. He's so cute. So, yeah. And then, so it's, you know, they're making all these wedding plans. Well, it turns out later on. John, being the wise little five-year-old he is, mm-hmm. is like, listen. Well, first of all, he finds – he is the ring culprit, by the way, not Kiram. He finds the ring right. on the table. And he's like, oh, I found the bride's <laughs> ring for Kiraz. Perfect. <laughs> and he just grabs it and walks away. <laughs> and leaves it for her to find because uh-huh. she walks in with it and she's like, is this supposed to be my ring? And he's like playing it super cool. And he's like, mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, it's a little big for me, but I'm still going to wear it. 
So they're talking about this stuff and she's like, are you sure you want to marry me? Because, you know, I always see you playing with, and I can't remember the little girl's name now. It starts with a B. With a B, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, yeah. And she's like, well, you always play with her. <laughs> you were playing with her and not me. And he's like, well, she's boring. Like, it's not like, I'm not, I wouldn't choose her over you. I wouldn't marry her. Like, and she's like, okay. And he's like, but I was thinking, you know, I think we should get married when we're older. Because mm-hmm. once we get married, we can't play anymore. Like, we have mm-hmm. to go to work and make money. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, he's got a point. So He does have a point. So he's, like, basically, like, let's still Not get married fun when and we're games, John. Right. So let's, let's get married when we're adults. Like, um, and she's, like, okay, well, and I'm keeping this ring then. Like, until we're <laughs> adults and we get married. And until it fits me. So, <laughs> please, imagine a spinoff set, like, 15 20 years from now <laughs> in the future and they in the future maybe they've been separated by <gasps> yes! time and space and second chance they had romance uh-huh they had some sort of a falling out and when probably when they were teenagers and they were mm-hmm. starting to get all you know how you, if you're friends with with uh like a boy as a kid yeah. and then Very suddenly Dawson's you're a teenager mm-hmm. and then it feels kind of weird suddenly mm-hmm uh-huh. Yeah, they'll they'll be like, no, this is weird. You know, we can't just be best friends anymore and something will happen and they'll get into a big fight and they'll end up going they'll they'll part ways during college, but then they end up getting the, the a job at the same law firm or something. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Ashley, I need it. Okay, and listen though, listen. Part of it though is that John has like been in love with her this whole time. Yes, she and she's always kept the ring. She's always kept the ring, but she's oh, always... Oh, well, she had to give the ring back. Just kidding. Oh, dang it. All right. What if they... What if What if Sarah Khan and Edda buy her, like, a copy of the Or ring? Idon is like, let me just slip this back to you, kid, because I hate this thing. <gasps> yeah. Okay. 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 So, but she's always like, no, we've always been friends. Like, we were little kids when we talked about that. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. see me that way. He doesn't see me that way. So she goes to him with, like, all of her boy advice that she needs, all this stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's been pining for her. Because mm-hmm. we love a forest-scented hero. Yes. So he's loved he has, her all He has a secret cherry tattoo. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who's writing this? <laughs> Aisha Hanum, do you have a project? We will be your co-writing team. Um, now, okay, who are we going to use? Can Sanem be older Kiraz? Yeah, or not Sanem, Demet. What am I Demet. saying? I know. Okay. I know you're, I know Demet. You and who do we want to pair her with? Ooh, how about um, either Ali? Oh, but I don't know because they have such brother-sister energy. Chemistry. Okay. Okay. What yeah. about um, uh, Protector Dude? Um, Chari? Chara? Yeah. No. Chatai? Chatai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 For grown-up, John and Kiras. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, anyways, that's our DZ. <laughs> Trademark, <laughs> copyright. Nobody steal it. So Yeah. We'll come after you if you steal that storyline. <laughs> Unless Aisha wants to write it with us, then she can she can have it. We'll give it to her for free. That's we've we've built your foundation. We are, right? clear, we are clearly professionals at this. <laughs> anyways, so um, I need them to get married when they're older, though, now, with a second chance romance <laughs> falling out. So, yeah, there you go. Anyhow, all that to be said, they are the ring culprits. So that is what mm-hmm. um, 
what's the thing when you're not convicted in a jury? <laughs> you're not convicted, but you are, and somebody else is yelling it at the screen for us. Um, what is the word when you're I not convicted? I don't know. Ashley, come on. The opposite of convicted? Yes. Oh. Um, um, you're not convicted. When... <laughs> you are, and they find you not guilty. Oh, my gosh. Um. Oh, my gosh. What is that? Not annulled. You're, uh, why can't we use words? Um. Oh, my gosh. And so many people are, um. Screaming uh, an acquittal. Right yes, you're acquitted. This acquitted yes. Karem. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You're acquitted. We acquit Karem because we realize the kids have the necklace. Sarkhan and Edda find right. it on Kiraz when they're later explaining to her, like, listen, we're always going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, your sibling is coming, but they list off all these benefits about being a sibling. Um, you know, that even if mom's busy with the baby while he's little and we need to really you know, uh, comfort him. Also, like, I will be able to read to you. Like, right, I promise. Right. And, of course, she's happy that they're having a boy because she doesn't have to share her dresses, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they're reading, you know, fairy tales later that night and, um, you know, talking about how um, even – no matter how many kids they have because then she's – now that she's happy about it, she's like, well, can we have more than one sibling? And Sarah Khan's like, mm-hmm. yep, we're on it. And Edda's like, uh, excuse <laughs> me. It's like, yeah. how many do you want? Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get started right away. <laughs> so, you know, and, and she's like, well, mom, dad – or no matter what, like, mom, I'll still be that thing in your – that thing of your eye, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and it's called – it's a term of endearment and it's – it literally translated as the first pain of my eye, but it's like it's not meant in like a mean way. It's it's how you refer to your oldest, uh, okay, like the child. apple of my eye. Yeah, and okay. so but it's an actual term of endearment for an oldest child. So they're like, okay. yeah, see, that's what's not going to change. You're always going to have been our first. You're you know, so mm. you know things are well, things are all well and good with Kiraz and the right. incoming sibling by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, so. After the whole doctor fiasco with Psycho 2.0 doctor. Um, oh, yeah. Edda decides <laughs> that she is going to give Serkan a little taste of his own medicine. Mm-hmm. Because she has a conversation with Parole and she's just venting to her girlfriend. She's like, let me tell you what my psycho husband did this time. <laughs> Can you believe this doctor that he hooked me up with and she's telling her the whole story and Pearl's like, oh, well, uh, Ida men- mentioned something about water and yes. Pearl's like, water? Wait a second. She wants you to just mention water. easily like water. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, speaking of water, she's like, I have a friend who did a water birth and she used, I think in America we would call them a midwife or a doula. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who this girl used rather than a medical doctor. This is who she chose to Mm -hmm. use for the childbirth. And she wanted to do a water birth. And the lady's name is Pembehanam, which means pink. And, of Mm -hmm. course, her name is pink. Of course it is. (laughs) Of course it is. 
So Anna decides, you know what? Give me her number. We're going to have a lovely little chat and we're going to meet with her and talk about a water birth. So we switch over and it's Edda and Serkan oh is about to lose his mind. He's like ready to pop a blood vessel. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like, what do you, what, this is, it, I mean, it's exactly what would happen when you meet, when you have a hypochondriac like Serkan meet like a, a hippy dippy, holistic, crunchy uh-huh. lady named Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to <laughs> have a water birth at, outside your home uh-huh. under the stars or under the birds? Yeah, and, but under and the then, stars because her last name is Yildiz and it's meant to be. Right. And then she's like, and Sir Kanbe, you're going to need to do some work too. I'm going to need you to get into that pool with Eda Hanum. Imagine Sir That's like a, the last straw for him. In a bloody... <laughs> In a bloody birth pool, like just sitting with potentially lots of other things and placenta and other and and yeah, I mean sometimes you poop when you're giving birth. It's his absolute nightmare. (laughs) It's his absolute nightmare, and he's like, "Excuse us for a second. Oh, and she and and Pembe Hanum had had just started talking about oh tell me your due date and we can figure out this the the star map and mm-hmm. and how we need to set everything up according to your baby <laughs> oh my gosh and Sarkon's like are you really telling me someone with a degree in astronomy about the stars <laughs> well okay before they go and talk i also have to add this dude has had a rotating um doctor on duty 24 hours a day outside oh, of their house that's right because they're being all snuggly earlier, and I actually did like what they were talking about. Because, you know, she's like, you still love me? And he's like, of course, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And she's like, even though I'm pregnant, like, I'm not I'm not too, like, frumpy and fat. And he's like, no, like, how could you even think that? Like, how could you even think you have a flaw and all this stuff? And she, she kind of goes into this whole thing about that's the beauty of, like, true love is, like, mm-hmm. you know, and aging love. Like, as you get to know each other, you just know every little, like, flaw and nook and cranny and you still choose to love them anyways like it's it's Mm -hmm. very sweet but then the moment is ruined because we find out that he has a 24-hour rotation of doctors plus drivers at any given time like Mm -hmm. basically like an ambulance on duty outside the front door essentially (laughs) as they're only five months in as they're oh my (laughs) gosh yes as they're only five months in (laughs) It's not like they're a couple weeks away from her giving uh-huh. birth. They're right smack dab in the middle mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Uh-huh. Oh, man. So anyway, sorry. So he pulls her aside. They're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sh- and he – I have to find the – I don't remember if I got the screenshots. Um uh, yeah, I didn't take any – I didn't really take any screenshots this episode. Um, so – I know. I can't remember how they finish Well, this. basically, because it's the whole germs are a part of our world and that's his last straw, you know? Like, he's like, <laughs> how do I keep right. my baby from germs? And then they get up and talk. Um, mm-hmm. The baby actually kicks again. Serkan misses it again. And he's like, right. okay, we're – excuse us. And so they're basically like – listen, we have polar opposite ideas of, like, what to mm-hmm. do. Like, how are we going to fix this? Like, we can't agree. And Edda is like, well, I think that this 
is so good. She's like, I think oh, that's right. we should go to therapy. Lots mm-hmm. of couples do it. And yes. he is like, Asla, I will never be able to just open up to a stranger about my life. And, it is. <laughs> and then in my head, that little SpongeBob thing that's like, a few moments later. Mm-hmm. Because then he's like... And then there's this dream and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like spilling his guts to this therapist Uh about this dream he has about his child kicking him in the face with a foot. And he's like, my kid already hates me. And I'm sure that has to do with my childhood trauma and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And and they're like – and the therapists are like, okay, like, uh uh-huh. And she's like, well, Sir Kambe, I can see you have high anxiety. Like, (laughs) Yeah, um, obviously. And, you know, it's – I love this because it gets them to see the exact motives of the other. Like, right. And be able to actually see things from the other's eyes. Because, you know, she's like, Edda, do you have anxiety? And she's like, no, I don't get a chance to have anxiety because I'm so busy keeping Serkan calm from all his anxiety. Right. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm the calmest person in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you are – but you are, like, on a whole other level. You are so zen about all of this that, like, you know, you don't care enough, basically. Like. Right, right. And He's, he calls her indifferent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I loved that she was, like, this therapist lady was, like, okay, Edda, how did you feel during your first pregnancy? And she's, like, mm-hmm. oh, nothing like this. Like. I was super anxious, like, all this stuff. Like, I thought I was doing everything wrong. And she's like, okay, listen, it's because you have seen this film before. And she mm-hmm. she uses a movie metaphor where she's like, yeah, you know exactly where this is headed. You know, you're already prepared for all the scenes that are about to play out. You know the happy mm-hmm. ending that comes from this. Serkan has never seen this film before. He is stressed out about every upcoming scene because he has no idea what it holds. And I loved that because I was like, that is so true. Because then it gets her to admit like, okay, you know what? You're right. I forget that this is his first time. And these are all these anxieties that basically I was having. But I've already been through them. So I can be more calm this time around. I know what to expect. And he admits that he doesn't really trust her experience enough to know her own body and Mm -hmm. what is happening during this pregnancy. You know, right. that she's going to know when it's time for help. She's going to know if something's wrong or something doesn't feel yeah. right. And so I just really, really love that because, mm-hmm. yeah, like it it was exactly what they both needed to realize about the other. Right. Um, and so I just thought she opened that line of communication with that metaphor like really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I, I really adored that. Um I so, think the last thing we have is the the birthday plot. Yes, because um yeah, we pretty much covered everything else. Um he oh, we did get that evening because the therapist is kind of who opens their eyes a bit about why Kiraz is acting that way. It's not just like, oh, I'm jealous of the kicking. It's like a whole thing. So when they were having that evening where they're reassuring her and all this stuff, mm-hmm. um they also have a conversation about after the whole first pain of in first pain in my eye being you know the term of endearment um Sarkon's like yeah you know and here's the cool thing you're gonna have a brother and I had a brother and I loved having a brother and I miss him every day right and then Edda is like Sarkon 
I just got an idea for the baby's name. And he mm-hmm. already knows where she's headed with this. And he is not like, oh, my gosh, yes, touched by it. Right. He's he kind seems of pretty reticent about it. Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's kind of apprehensive. And I think one, I think there's a couple reasons for that. One is that maybe he doesn't want to place that like burden or pressure of the past or like ha- the idea that this kid maybe is going to feel like he has to live up to that name because Sarah Con basically grew up having to live up to impossible standards. Not because he was named after right. anyone in particular, but. Right, but um, just that that was his childhood. Yeah. And so yeah. I think he either is going to see it as like unknowingly putting pressure on this child when mm. it's like, oh, I was named after my dad's like amazing, perfect brother, blah, 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 as he gets right. older. Um, or even just, you know, Alp seems like a short name for uh, Alp to Keen, like, and maybe he right. just doesn't really want that associated with his not father, who was a sure. bad father even when he was his father. Um, so I like that he's like maybe for a middle name, like as something to honor him. But I love that he yeah. says I want Kiraz to pick the baby's name. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling she's going to be the one to name the baby next week yeah. or tomorrow. What am I saying? Tomorrow, um, right? So yeah, I thought that was interesting because I think. We all kind of had it in our heads like, oh, if Edda comes up with that name, he's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so touched. I'm this. But it does feel realistic that he would be thinking about maybe the kind of pressure or thing, burden that might put on his son later in life. Um, Right. So, anyways, I did want to just mention that. So. No, no, that's good. That was so you're a, right. So that felt like an important scene. Um, so the next morning, um, the pancake breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So Edda made some crepes for them, and they're having breakfast. And then Sarkon comes out, and of course he scolds them about that. Better not be chocolate on there. <laughs> <laughs> Only honey. <laughs> but blah, listen, blah, blah. I know honey's like natural sugar, I know, but it's still it's got sugar. Lots of sugar. It's still I know. Full of sugar. <laughs> I know. Someone needs to. Stick it to Sarkon Bolat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, Kiraz is asking if they can bring some, make some more and bring them to her classmates. And Edda's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Why don't we just have a party and you can invite all your friends? And she's like, oh, that's right. Okay, uh, that sounds great. And then Sarkon comes out and she's like, dad, we're going to have a party. And he's like, oh, that sounds like fun. And he sits down and he's like, so... <laughs> The party, a cake, gifts, who's all of that for? And Kiraz is like, uh, you, of course, <laughs> because surprise, it's Sarkon's birthday. birthday. <laughs> and pregnant Edda forgot. <laughs> and you see this revelation come across her face. And, and the she panic is just absolutely panicked she gets frantic he's he's like you're not coming into work today right and she's like nope nope i have (laughs) stuff to do and he's like all right see you later she calls everybody she's crying to idon she's like i feel so bad what kind of a wife am i and uh, Idon's just trying to calm her down and she's and telling sing her, her praises. what a wonderful uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah all while being like I'm so sorry for anything I ever did to you just again because um, she's making her mother-in-law chilber right now which is delicious and Ashley and I make it all the time so oh, you should try delicious. making it uh, yeah very, but very good. anyways, yeah, her mother-in-law's got her making that. So she's just like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm being tortured again, Edda. I'm so sorry. Like, this is my penance. 
Um, mm-hmm. So she ends up coming up with the grand idea that she's going to she's gonna ask Serkan what he wants to do for his birthday. So she gets Kiraz. They go into the, the company and they blindfold him to be all cute, but also for their purposes. <laughs> well, I love it because she's like thinking she's going to ask. She's asking him what he wants to do, but in the form of, quote, guessing so that it looks mm-hmm. like it's like already planned, which I'm like, actually, that's a really good plan. But anyways. it is smart uh-huh. because she has everybody gathered and they're all waiting on the other line. Um because she calls in, puts him on speaker, and she's like, so what do you think we're going to be doing today? <laughs> and they all – they end up going on a, off a couple rabbit trails. Angin ends up calling Denise because Sarkon mentions the hotel in Chile. And then she keeps him on the phone for like 10 minutes and, and is like berating and- him and talking about Sarkon's going to pay and all this, <laughs> all this and terrible in the, stuff. In the good subs, there was a line about where he says – I don't know if he says this in the other subs. But he's like, yes, Denise Hunnam, I saw the nightgown selfie photo. Like she like- – <laughs> Sending photos of herself in a nightgown, and then Perel's like, "That's it. We're hanging up the phone." Like, oh my gosh, my subs did not have that. That is hilarious. So I was dying. Oh Anyways, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says something like a yacht, mm-hmm. and Kimal Bay gets on the phone to call. His captain get his yacht. <laughs> right, right. Get oh, wait, he, has ready. A, he has a yacht. That's right. That's how we he met does. him. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It I, fell off. I, sorry. I blackened those <laughs> when, from my mind. When she, so. when she fell into the sea. <laughs> Telenovela style. Oh, my gosh. Kimball was the only thing good thing to come of that. Anyways. Right. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, so finally, he ends up just saying, I would love everybody to come to our house and we just have a nice dinner and a nice quiet evening there together. And that's wonderful. They're like, okay, great. Let's call Melo. She can help us get everything ready. And then they end up calling her and they're like, hey, Melo, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing. Just getting this party ready for Sarah They're like, wait, what? So God bless Melo. She says that a while ago is what she says. Mm-hmm. She told Sarah Khan a while ago that she was going to throw him a birthday party. And of course, because she's Melo and she loves her Anishte, she kept her word. She's been planning this for months and she's got everything all set up. She's literally putting up balloons as they call her. And she yes. has already had everything taken care of. I love that so much yeah. because yeah. we all know how I feel about the birthday scene in seven, but I love that just that little phone call between him and Melo when she's like, fine, yeah. you can have your little tiny birthday thing this year, but next year I'm throwing you a party. And obviously mm-hmm. then everything hit the fan. Um, right. But five years later, she's keeping her promise. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. So, so sweet. Mm-hmm. So she finally gets to throw her party for a niche day. And everybody comes. They all yell surprise. Mm-hmm. And he's, of course, so, so grateful to Melo. Safi is ridiculous as he sings happy birthday. I was like, what the heck is going on? I know. I forgot about that. <laughs> but he calls Melo when he says, when he's saying his thank yous. And he calls her mm-hmm. Baldas for the first time. Like, he finally says that she's the best sister-in-law, like, a brother-in-law could ask for. And, of course, I love that so much because 
clearly he's been her Anishde since day one. Um, Yeah. So I, I just loved, I loved all these little circles that are closing. Like, oh, my heart. Mm -hmm. I know. So, so good. Um, Let's see. The Kamal moment too, when Kamal wishes him happy birthday. Um, That was like, I, I loved that so much. Um, He, Wishes him happy birthday, says that he, you know, wishes he could have been around longer, like could have been like his dad. So Sarah Khan is like, well, maybe if you had raised me, like I'd be a better man. And Kimmel's like, I don't think you could possibly be a better man. So I love that we had like, you know, again, we're building slowly with them as you Mm -hmm. should, because they've had a shock of, you know, 35 years. Um, So, yeah, but I like that there's. A closeness of sorts happening between them. Um, right. So that was a very big, sweet moment. And it really was. I love that it is just kind of standing in the background, soaking it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because before we know it, they are going to be waking, just like in episode 10, when he's mm-hmm. like, geez, like we're going to, I'm going to wake up and we're going to be married with two kids. Mm-hmm. And they are going to wake up and be married with two kids really <laughs> soon. Um, so she's just soaking all that in. And yeah. he sees her and walks back to her. Mm-hmm. And, of course, is like – she's like, Sirkon. And he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and she confesses. Yeah. I forgot it was your birthday. <laughs> and he's, he's like, I know. <laughs> And it's so cute because she's like, what? He's like, yeah, but I loved watching you try. And it's just so sweet. It's so sweet because he doesn't – he totally understands. He doesn't even care. Well, and I love that she's like, well, I still – I didn't have time for presents, but I do have your cupcake in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I have a confession to make. This isn't even my favorite birthday. It's my second favorite birthday. Mm-hmm. And he says, my first favorite birthday was with you all those years ago. And she yeah. – and then they, like, snuggle little heads. And she's like, Bacall Kiki. And he's like, Bacall Kiki. And <laughs> everyone who knows me knows how much that just spoke to my heart <laughs> because my love for that scene is so immense. So I just love that he's like, yeah, that – this is my second favorite birthday. My first favorite birthday – was absolutely that one years ago on the mm-hmm. steps. Um, but yeah. I love that she's cl- carrying on the Bacall Kiki tradition because she's like, I yeah. have your cupcake in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I think that's super, super cute. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, as they're talking, he finally, finally, finally gets to feel his son kick. Yes! So it's a really cute moment. He's like, oh, he freaks out. And he's like, he's kicking, he's kicking. It's and so cute. Yeah, he's like, he's so strong. Like, he's kicking so hard. And he gets so excited. And they're all, like, cheering for him. Everybody's uh, calling out to him. It's just adorable. Well, and there's an actual – there's a football reference there. Oh. Angan's like, a cartel is coming, which is the mascot for the Besiktas team. And Sarah Khan's like, no, it's a lion coming, which is the other team mascot. So I thought that was cute. It's like – That's cool. Yeah. So – Anyways, so an <laughs> eagle and a lion. Um, okay. So I thought that was sweet because I don't know if that's like a thing between Kerem and uh, Anul. Like, 
Right. They, they cheer Maybe for opposing those are teams. their rival teams. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, either way, I thought it was cute and wanted to point it out. That was all part yeah. of the cheering. And then we just get, of course, we need to have some kind of dramatic ending because it's the <laughs> penultimate episode. So we have right. to do something. <laughs> and it's so because Kiraz is like, Mom. <laughs> I need that balloon, that specific one up there in the tree. And Edda, instead of being like, let me grab someone to get it for you, she's like, she's like, sure, no problem. It's like two steps up on the ladder. It's like nothing. So yeah. she steps up on the ladder. But of course, when she reaches to grab it, <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> okay, which is worse, this fall or the yacht I fall? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, this one was pretty bad. I was laughing really hard. <laughs> Me too. Because clearly, you know Serkan never has his eyes off of her. And you know he's going to be right behind her and be the one to grab her. And Or then- she'll just step back because it's a foot off the ground and she's going to be fine. <laughs> but you know either way, this is going to set Serkan into super psycho mode. Oh my gosh. Where yeah. he's going to be like, well, now you're really going to listen to me and never do anything because look at this. Yeah. Um, so I've only watched each of the fragments once, I think. Um, okay. So, and that's how we know she's fine because there's no, <laughs> like, she's fine. <laughs> she's not in the hospital. She's not in the hospital. <laughs> I don't even know if she's going to give birth in a hospital. Listen, y'all. Right. Yeah. So in the second fragment, they're, like, going away. Mind you, I don't understand the car trouble thing. Because it's like a $75,000 Cadillac that he's driving, and it's Sercon Bullock. Please, he takes it. He takes it to the. Okay, six Six minute minute dryer logic. Six minute dryer logic. It's fine. Something goes wrong. Well, and you know, sometimes you just get a lemon. It happens. Mm -hmm. So they're pulled over. And then, of course, she's starting to have like labor pains. She says, Mm -hmm. It was so funny because I was like, Oh, I understood this because the translation was her water broke. Mm -hmm. But I was like, She's actually saying her water came because she's like, um, oh, Sugel? Su- Suugelum. Or, yeah, mm. like, my water broke. Or okay. my water came. So I was like, oh, I actually understood the little tra- the literal translation of that mm-hmm. coming out of her mouth. Anyhow, um, so they he carries her over to this tree where it looks like that's about where she's about to give birth. Because she's like, listen, you're my husband. If anyone can handle this, it's you. But this baby's coming. Uh-huh. But someone on Twitter pointed out that that's the same tree like, he's he's becoming a dad at that tree to his son, but that's where he became a dad to Kiraz because it's the same area where he found her launching oh my um, gosh. her letter to him. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I know. Isn't that's that, like, really sweet? I know. I'm like, <laughs> so the baby has to be born there. So the baby has to be born there now on that blanket that has been through more trauma than the entire Central Kapama <laughs> fandom as it was something that Celine slept under during the 30s. Oh, um, my gosh. So someone was like, bleed all over that blanket. And, uh, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, which I thought was so funny. Um so I'm sorry. I want to say it's Divya on Twitter who – I didn't take the screenshot. I just remember seeing the tweet who pointed out like – or at least that's whose tweet I saw pointing okay. out like this is the tree where he became a dad to Kiraz is where he really became a dad for the first mm-hmm. time. So it's so fitting that this is where he would become a dad Aww, again. And I then – I love it too. I love it so much. Um, and then um, I want to give credit to the person on Twitter – 
uh, Jem Obladizi is the one who pointed out the football reference. And okay. thank you okay. to Cri- thank you to Crystal in our Facebook group is the one who actually like pointed it out uh, to me. So nice. Um, yeah. So anyways, that was the end. But we know it's going to be fine. She's going to just walk right off that ladder just fine. And we're <laughs> clearly going to have another time jump because she's going to go into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. another few months. But yeah, other than that, I kind of like that both fragments were just silly and more focused on like she's going to give birth soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I really don't know what to expect during any of the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, yeah. how everything gets wrapped up. And like – when we're going to get our – because you know we're going to get some probably kind of epilogue, like – Of course. So I wonder yeah. – yeah. I wonder how far. I wonder – oh, I'm just so excited mm-hmm. because we get to see the end yeah. of an Aisha series. Yeah. Like, we're getting to see – I know. Write, the finale. Written by like, Aisha. <laughs> written yeah. by her. Like, yeah. I'm – I'm just so happy. My I know. E- my EK heart is being healed after these two after years. After all the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> after all of it. So – anyhow um yeah so that's that you guys um we'll be back next week and then never again (laughs) (laughs) that's not even true (laughs) i just like to keep them on their toes (laughs) it's like that episode of friends bye ross (laughs) (laughs) when phoebe's like trying to start her own little like sub gang of the friends because emily's being horrible and making ross choose um actually emily really really wasn't that horrible that poor woman gets a bad rep but if my husband said someone else's name at the altar i'd be like yeah you're never ever seeing her again well actually i wouldn't have married him like i probably would have. yeah let's be real about that that's true i wouldn't have married him um so emily that was dumb on your part to not just be like goodbye i'm not rachel so see you later anyways um Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we will be back next week and then we'll be on a little break, (laughs) a little hiatus. um, And then we'll be back at some point in the near future to announce what our next thing is. And we might, we might have some, yeah. And we might have some fun little bonus things planned. Um, Yeah. We still have to hash out scheduling. um, We do. With that, because those may or may not involve other things. So, yeah. yeah, but when we know, you guys will know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we will be back next week with the finale. So we're not <laughs> we're not on a break yet. And we're not gone forever. <laughs> um, thank you for the dramatics, actually. <laughs> um, Anytime. <laughs> but you know where to find us. Everything's in the episode notes, all over social media, our Facebook group. You can email us, all that good stuff, our merch store, all those fun things. Um, so thank you guys. We love you. And I I think I'm going to try to watch live tomorrow because it's the finale. How can I not? But we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. If I can. Yeah. If family stuff doesn't take precedence. Mm-hmm. So um, other than that, though, thank you guys so much. We're almost to the end of this. And almost. we just love and appreciate you all so much. But I'll save all the really gushy stuff for next <laughs> week. So until next time. Good as shit is. Post your call. <laughs>